Good morning, and welcome to The Breadline, a daily newsletter and podcast covering the biggest stories that matter to progressives and leftists alike. Make sure to check out the companion newsletter on Substack, subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get podcasts, and to send this around to your friends and family. Let's get started. The White House is in state of coronavirus-induced panic, and it's about damn time, even though their reasoning is pretty selfish. After two staffers tested positive for COVID-19, masks and social distancing finally became enforced. The Republicans are very concerned about the deficit, which is exactly what we said would happen, remember? We'll see if this ends up being a major hurdle in future stimulus packages that many are saying need to happen in order to help keep the U.S. afloat. Coronavirus has laid the ground for unprecedented immigration restrictions, and since the U.S. began sending undocumented migrants primarily to Mexico in late March, over 20,000 migrants have been forced out of the country. And now for our first story for today. The White House is finally freaking out about coronavirus. The White House, if you've paid attention to anything that's taken place there since coronavirus hit the United States, you would already know that this administration's response has been mind-bogglingly stupid and ineffective. Part of that stupidity is the undermining of their own suggested measures, like social distancing and wearing a mask. But now that two staffers have tested positive, panic is beginning to set in. In many places, wearing a mask and keeping good social distancing practices, that is, staying six feet apart, isn't just advised, it's required. It may come as a surprise for some that until yesterday, that wasn't an expectation in the White House. Two White House staffers have tested positive for coronavirus, one of Trump's personal valets and Katie Miller, wife of almost definitely white nationalist Stephen Miller. Any normal response would involve anyone who came into contact with these two to self-quarantine. Some individuals are, others aren't. And it's hard to tell how much of that is because of essential work needing to be done, or if it's just a side effect of how awful this administration truly is. The White House's response has been to ask more people to work from home, mandate the usage of masks, and to better screen anyone who enters the White House. Employees are supposed to be tested at least weekly, with some aides testing daily. Aside from some of these precautions being far overdue, we've got to be serious about the gravity of all this. Trump still won't wear a mask. Pence didn't wear one while visiting the Mayo Clinic, despite having come into contact with people who tested positively. Neither one of them is likely to start wearing masks. To that we ask, uh, why? It sets a good precedent, it keeps people around you healthy, it signals that you're taking all of this seriously. Then again, Trump is known to egg on his base. Maybe he doesn't really want them to take this seriously at all. Maybe he really does want to drum up tensions and politicize this. By maybe, we mean almost definitely. But it's hard to say when you have a president as dumb as he is evil. Bottom line. We'll save the phony, we would never wish ill on others nonsense. If you disregard everything experts tell you and end up getting bit in the ass for it, so be it. The next story we've got for you, Republican lawmakers are deficit scaremongering again. The deficit. It's often wielded as a political cudgel whenever there's any big ideas that require big spending in mind. Sure, no one says, where's the money going to come from whenever we rush into a needless war, but healthcare for everyone? That'll surely break the deficit and make us go bankrupt. Once again, Republican lawmakers are sounding deficit alarm bells, this time because of coronavirus spending. Republicans have already backed nearly $3 trillion in staving off the economic downturn caused by COVID-19, an unprecedented amount. 
Now, while Democrats continue pushing for relief, some Republicans are already pushing the idea that we're going to ruin the economy. This includes Florida Senator Rick Scott, who says, We've got to figure out now how we're going to pay for it. Otherwise, we're going to ruin this economy, he says. Trump has already begun echoing pump-the-brake sentiments, saying that he's in no rush for a new stimulus. And here's the bottom line. This is all in spite of 20 million jobs lost in April and a chorus of economists telling us that more needs to be done. Remember not to fall for austerity panic. And here's our last story for today. Coronavirus policies have put migrants in danger. Migrants. They're normally a very vulnerable group of people, but during these scary times, things have become even scarier for them. The coronavirus has been used as justification for historic immigration restrictions, which has ultimately led to 20,000 migrants being forced out of the U.S. In late March, Mexico emptied its detention centers due to warnings about the risk of exposure to coronavirus for incarcerated people. That was initially seen as a blessing, but because the U.S. is sending so many migrants over to Mexico, it's become a big issue. This is especially an issue for migrants who aren't even from Mexico, but landed in their facilities. The result? Many ended up bouncing between facilities, flown to their home countries, or bussed to southern Mexico and told to walk home. Others were offered the chance to wait for Mexican asylum or get temporary visitor permits. This is anything but normal. Migrants fear getting sick or ending up homeless, forcing many of them to head back to where they came from. Still, so many are being put at risk in holding centers that are overpopulated and allow coronavirus to quickly spread. Bottom line, the reporting on this has been few and far between, but check out the Intercepts piece to hear some stories of migrants who are living through a global pandemic. We're at the end of the line. That's what we've got. So remember, we're only able to do this every day because of listeners like you. Drop your friends, family, or anyone else's email who you just happen to have a referral link and help us grow. We'd truly appreciate it.